Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. How about uh, Manny and Modesto? Hi, Manny. What are you doing? Hi, fellas. How are you today? We're so good. Yeah. Hey, great show. Um, You know, I I just wanted to talk about my Niner experiences. I'm 62 years old. I was born in 1961. And my dad raised us the right way. We we, uh, were one team in football. That was the Niners. One baseball team, the Giants. No silver and black and no softball uniform Oakland A's. So I got to see Steve Dick Nolan with Steve DeBerg and Steve Spurrier. And, and uh, then they drop this skinny kid who comes in and, you know, he starts winning in 81. And, and I, we just couldn't believe it. And I got to watch that. Um, so when, when, the, when they announced they were selling the Niner playoff tickets, I sat in my car for three days and got tickets to the New York Giants game. And that was my first playoff game. Uh, greatest game I've, I've gone to until – they announced when we got home that night that the cowboy tickets were going on sale. And we sat back out there three more days and got our, our Dallas tickets. So I was there for the catch. I was uh, right behind the third base dugout. And when the game ended, we got to run on the field. And I still, uh, I grabbed some dirt. Of course, piece of the lawn there. And as Dwight Hicks was coming off the field, I, I tried to grab his helmet. And I'll never forget, he looked straight at me and shook his head. And he he shook his head no, and he smiled, and he ran off. And uh, I got spoiled. We went, you know, 15 years there. And I I have two brothers and a sister. And like I said, my dad raised us all. Um, We were diehard Niner and Giants. And I have five kids of my own. I've done the same with them. Um, My oldest boys, they got to see uh, the 95 Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, it's been kind of rough the last few years. And, and, uh, you know what I remember about the Niners is '81 when when they when they won that Super Bowl. My dad crying, and I got to hug him, and I cried with him. We were just so happy. You know, I never thought he never thought he'd see that in his lifetime. And I got to do the same in 2010 when the Giants came, but with my son. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I got this great idea of going to the Super Bowl in 2013, um, the Raven Niner one, and we lost. And my boys to this day still won't let me live that down. I'm the oh. bad luck jinx. <laughs> they were five and zero. So, I, well, you, you uh, watch this one from home, Manny. Yeah, exactly, Manny. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't go anymore. Even if I could afford it, I, I'd have to watch it from home. My kids won't let me go anymore. So Sunday comes around, and at halftime, we're out in the porch, and uh, and I'm telling my son, you know, I don't think I'm going to see another Super Bowl in my lifetime. And uh, we're already trading players and dismantling the team, and we hear my wife cheering as the second half started when the Niners started rolling it. What a feeling. I mean, I see some great Niner games, but that's right up there with the catch game for me um, to see that comeback, you know. So I just I wanted to share that. I mean, the Niners have been a huge part of my – I have, like I said, I have five kids, and even my two daughters, they're diehard Niner and Giant fans. And uh, 
I hope it stays that way. My grandson is 17, and I'm hoping for him he gets to see a Super Bowl victory this this coming week. Yeah, coming Manny, weeks. you're a good dad, Manny. Thanks for calling, man. That's uh, th- Those are great stories. And, you know, that's another thing about this game that happened last week that maybe those of us, and I don't really, really, really remember it. Like, uh, as I've said, on my seventh birthday was right. the Super Bowl over the Bengals. So the catch a couple of weeks before, was it two weeks back then or was it just the week before? I don't even remember. Was it the week With before the or two weeks before? Whatever it was, I like. I have the vague memories of it, but I don't have the memory of like, this is the chair that I was sitting in. This is the house that I was at. Here's who was next to me. I do remember the Super Bowl uh, a week or two later, but the catch, it, it's, it's, the mem- it's vague. It was two weeks. So January 10th, um, 1982, I remember it, but there's fuzziness there. Yeah. And I wonder if this game on Sunday, though not as aesthetically pleasing as the finish to that one, um, I wonder for younger fans if this was their catch. If this was their, oh my gosh, they're amazing, right? didn't see it coming, NFC championship outcome that sends you to the Super Bowl. For a lot of people, this might have been it. Might have been. Especially if they go on a whip. And people who are maybe closer to Grandy's age and E-Dog and Lucas, maybe it was the the catch-two game, the Owens catch, which was not an NFC Championship game, I know, but it was a playoff game that will live in infamy when Owens makes the catch from Steve Young. Maybe that, that actually happened before these guys were even around. But generationally, we all have those games. And I remember that Super Bowl that came after the catch game. I was at the Davidson's house in Fairfax. My buddy Mike Davidson, they would always have a Super Bowl party, and I was way younger than my older brother and his friends, Mike Davidson among them, but we would go to the Davidson's. When I was a kid, they had a Super Bowl party, and they had a pool table, and I used to play, you know, usually by myself because all the the older kids were, (laughs) I guess my brother Doug, in 82, they were 17. And my brother Mike was 19, and I was 13, so they didn't want me around, so I wound up doing my own thing. And I remember watching that game thinking, Niners are in the Super Bowl. This is unbelievable. We've never seen this. And then, oh, my, they're probably not going to win now because they're trailing. And then they came back and they won. And it was all the range of emotions because you remember how those playoffs went. That was the famous Miami-San Diego game where Kellen Winslow had that unbelievable performance to beat Miami in that game where he scored two touchdowns. He was bleeding. He blocked the field goal. And then they went and they lost to Cincinnati. Yep. And so you thought, all right, Niners, you're going to handle this. And then they were losing, and then they came back and won that game. So just, you know, you talked about it earlier, like, where were you? And, and you know, do you remember? They were stuff? the dog, though, right? Yeah. The Niners were the dog against the Bengals. I believe so. Yeah. Five-point yeah. dog, I think. Well, that was my first introduction to gambling because... Look at you, well, early. I wasn't the gambler. That's not what I mean. It was on my seventh birthday. Cash me out one Call time. my message phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom, I want you to totally bake me a cake too. for my birthday. Uh, you can use my funds if you want. Totally. Niners plus five. So uh, we have a birthday party slash Super Bowl party at the house and we're living in Foster City, and we're having family and friends over. Entirely odd concept to me that one of those guests would come to our house and root against the 49ers. Whoa! And I wanted to know what the hell was going on. What the hell? Why did Uncle Enos 
Why did he want the Bengals to win? He lives here in the Bay Area. Dad, what is up with that? I'm looking right here at uh, oddsshark.com, the betting history. Niners favored by one in that really? game. Yeah, by one. This is according so to oddsshark.com. I thought for sure they were the dog. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Uh, Niners by one, over under a 48. 26-21, your final. 26-21, yeah. 47. So, so Pay the under. There you go. But barely. So the thing was, though, it took me it took me a while to sort of get my dad to admit what was going on. Oh no. And I didn't because I'm like, why? I don't why would he what did the Niners do to him? Like, what the hell? The Bengals? The hell's he doing? He's never even been to You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Cincinnati. What's he doing there? And I I don't know if it was late that night or the next day or whatever, but my dad kind of looked at me. "Ah, I think he had a little something on that. A little something on the game, you know. What I does think. that mean, Dad? Yeah, was what, what? He had what on the game? What does that mean? <laughs> so, yeah, Uncle was betting on Cincinnati. Come on, Uncle, taking the point. Yeah, yeah he didn't went home unhappy. No, that's a big L. Yeah, that's a big L. It's just man, Niners <laughs> favored over Miami by three and a half cover, favored by seven over Cincinnati the second time, no cover, no cover, favored by twelve over Denver. Cover four times. Ottoman. Yep. They won by 45. Uh, favored by 18 and a hook Jesus. over San Diego. That's a cover. Can you imagine that now? I don't think something could exist. An 18-point spread in the Super Bowl? There is no There is no scenario where that would exist anymore. The last time there was a double-digit favorite in the Super Bowl was Manning gets away. Tyree, helmet, oh. first down. They were favored by 12. And they lost. Outright. Jeez. Outright. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen again. Not 18. St. Louis by 14 over New England. Uh, Tommy. Tommy's first. They won that one outright. They won outright. Outright. Yeah. Um, Green Bay by 11 over Denver. Denver wins outright. These are the last three double digits. Um, You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app. Twitch and YouTube powered by First NorCal Credit Union, the smart choice for low auto loan rates and super simple online application process. Um, Let's go to uh, Joe in San Jose. Hey, Joe, what are you doing? Hey, 
Hey, how's it going? Um, I, uh, I just want to say I'm like, I'm like you, I'm 49 years old. Uh, I, I was eight years old for Super Bowl 16. Um, I have fuzzy memories of the catch as well. Um, my favorite memory or my first major memory for the Niners was Super Bowl 16, that goal line stands. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching that with my dad and, and, and my dad standing up and cheering and throwing the popcorn <laughs> bucket off his leg and going, nothing finer than a 49er. And I learned that expression then when I was, when I was a kid, uh, I love that moment. I, I watch the game now with my son. My son is 15 years old and, and I, I want this Super Bowl this year for him so badly. Uh, cause I want him to know what that's like. Uh, he did get to grow up with a sports dynasty with the Warriors, uh, which was awesome. But I, I want, I want this football for him so bad. Uh, my favorite Super Bowl memory, though, has got to be Super Bowl 23. 30 seconds left. Montana to Taylor, uh, pulling that, pulling that victory out. Um, that, that was. Uh, that was just the best. You know I, what, I, I don't... Joe? Yes, it was. And and two things about that game. And Joe, thank you so much. I hope for your kids and mine and everybody of a certain age. I hope we get this one. That drive by Joe Montana, famously where he looks up and there's John Candy in the stands, and he goes, "Hey, look, John Candy," and then looks at the team and goes, "All right, you guys want to get the Super Bowl ring? Let's go get it right now." And stays. Joe Cool through the whole thing. A couple things about it. They replayed it on NFL Network when I was sick last week. So when I was like just laid out with a fever and you had my back in here, I'm watching Joe Montana bring the Niners down the field and win a Super Bowl. And it was... And you were so feverish, you weren't sure if they were going to pull it out. I caught the fever. <laughs> I caught the fever for the flavor of the Niners. Look at you. Yeah, it was... Uh, it, look, it it still had all the feels. I still felt for Sam Weish yet again, uh, the head coach of the Bengals, watching this thing crumble. But beautiful drive, and all of the emotions come out. And then something else also occurred to me. If Joe Montana... Did that drive today, people would have showed up the next day to call him a game manager. I'm telling you, man. Dink, 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 yak, yak. A lot of yak. Dink, dink, all the way down the field. There was the one crossing route to Jerry Rice where it looked like he was going to break free and run it all the way into the end zone, but there was a touchdown-saving tackle just at the high red zone, but it was a lot of, hey, Roger Dodger. It was a lot of, boop, boop, five yards, six yards, boop, boop. Eight, seven, seven. There you go. Craig for one, Craig for four, Jerry for 17 on There's a pass. The, that's the one. Roger for 13, incomplete. Uh, we had illegal man downfield, Randy yep. Cross. Randy. Track uh, together. Second and 20. At the 45 with a minute 17 to go, and he hits Jerry for 27. There you go. Then Roger for 8, and then JT for 10, night-night. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was yeah. Uh, It was a thing of beauty. Um, a lot of Jerry and Roger. He was just running a system, though. Yeah. Just distributing, it, distributing the ball to his great players. That's all he was doing. I don't even know why we gave him any credit for it. Hmm. The system was, where's number 80? Stupid. Um, Ben in Newark. Hey, Ben, thanks for calling. What's up? 
Hey, uh, it's hard to follow Claire Bolta, but oh my God. Maybe we just have a, a podcast for new heights like Travis and Jason. I tell you what's you know what actually Ben I had real high hopes for you because yeah. I wasn't going to compare you to Cheryl Bosa or Claire Bosa Either. or any of those people but your phone does not allow us to hear your voice and that is actually what ended up taking you down. Call back Ben we'll yeah, get you to the phone the line. Definitely. Uh, let's go to Jeff in San Jose. Hi Jeff, what are you doing? Hey, hey, how you guys doing? Great. So, so my great uh memory of Super Bowl 16, I actually got to be there. I, I was a kid, so I lived in Chicago at the time. My uncle lived in Michigan, and for Christmas, I found out, holy cow, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Uh, it was crazy. And that was in the um, Traffic getting there was horrible. <laughs> and with my dad's like, you know, we're going to miss the kickoff. And so he actually drove on the shoulder for probably five miles. I was like, oh, my God, my dad's actually doing this? This is nuts. We're going to get pulled over by a cop. Uh, get in there. It, it was phenomenal. Um, we had end zone seats. And the, if you guys remember the cover of Sports Illustrated, I think it was Earl Cooper. Yes. the ball in the end zone. Number 49. Yeah. Uh, we, were in the, we were in the opposite end zone. So I always kid people that, hey, I'm on the cover of Sports Illustrated, <laughs> even though I'm a little stack. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, our tickets were—I want to say the tickets were like a hundred bucks, it, and it was when obviously Super Bowls weren't all that big. But uh, yeah, fun, uh, fun memory. Uh, Jeff, yeah, thank you, uh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. That was the iconic photo where it looked like whoever was taking the picture was almost like underneath Earl Cooper, who wore number forty-nine, um, and so. It was very, it was iconic, and it was very apropos. The 49ers surprised everybody that season. Joe Montana bursts onto the scene. Bill Walsh becomes a household name, and there's number 49 breaking through into the end zone on a short pass, breaks a tackle at the goal line, goes in, and then has a leaping spike of the football, and there's a cameraman who caught it from literally like right underneath it, and it became a photo that I'm sure for I mean, for me, for 49er fans, if you've been around for a minute, um, that's that's a photo you never ever forget. I'm looking at it right now, yeah. and it's uh, the date on the SI cover is Feb 1, 1982. So as of tomorrow, it will be 42 years ago. Cooper up high with the left hand, yep. doing a little bit of a scissor kick as there's a Bengal uh, lineman on his stomach. 57 is walking away, and the, the caption is, Earl Cooper's TD jolts the Bengals. And, yeah, the the, uh, the photographer feels like he's right there. Like right there. Underneath him. And, by, and my memory is doing weird things on this. I feel like Earl Cooper switched to number 49 that year, maybe wore number 89 before that. Was there some sort of position change, wide receiver to tight end, tight end to fullback, something like that? The number rules were different back then. For sure. Um, stricter. And, yeah, absolutely. Much stricter. So if you were a tight end, you had to wear something in the 80s. So he switched, I think. I want to say from like tight end to fullback or something like that. According so to he, Pro Football Reference, he wore 49 throughout that year, and okay. then he switched to 89 then, the okay, next it's year. it's the other way. It's the other way. Yeah, the next Got year it. he became a tight end. That's what it and was. And so he went to 89 the following year, but he was, he was a fullback. And 49 was his number, and then 89, and then he eventually wore 86, 
with the Raiders. Yeah. The Los Angeles Raiders. Um, so is it uh, Gris Stilzer, uh on YouTube who says, yeah, Earl Cooper, they eventually converted from the running back yeah. to a tight end. So he went from 49 to 89. Again, I was seven, so I didn't know if I was remembering that right, but I remembered something about yeah. that number switch. You got to be better as a seven-year-old. Thank you. I will try well, next time nowadays, I Well, nowadays, it's completely, and I, I'm, I'll spend 10 seconds on this and say, I kind of miss the old days, and I know I love the young people. I'm old-fashioned, but Roquan Smith, great linebackers wearing number zero. Can we, I, I miss the days where you could look at a guy's number and you could know what position he plays. Um, That's all. Well, you still, you, to a degree, you Randy still Gregory can. wears number five. Yeah, He's but a it's, pass not, rusher. it's not any number, though. It's not like you can just do whatever the hell you want. Right, but the only players that are beholden to a certain number group is offensive linemen. They have to wear between 50 and 69. Well, there are rules for even. Like a wide receiver, they just expanded the rules. They can't. A wide receiver can't wear 35. You can wear anything from 0 to To 50. I I think it's 0 to 19 or in the 80s. Like a wide receiver can't wear 92. Right. I don't think a wide receiver can wear 72 or 62 or even 52 or 42. But I think it's, it's, it's single digits, teens, and 80s. I think. Yeah, maybe 20s, too, and 20s and 30s, depending I don't think on... so. Who's the wide receiver wearing 20 or 30-something? Well, and again, I mean, yeah, in I positionless so. football, you can be a running back well, who's really sure, a wide receiver. Well, sure, Debo gets to wear whatever he wants. 19 he problems. Them all. Love it. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 